Hey, this is James Ellis from the Talent Cast Podcast, and you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. So perhaps treat this message like an intervention. Why are you doing this to yourself? You have so much to live for. Why would you waste your time here, of all places? Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. So weird. Summer, summertime. And just sit back and you're invited to a barbecue that's starting at four, everybody. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's Most Dangerous Dudes. I'm Joel Cheeseman. I am Chad Sowash. On this week's show, another, another big acquisition, shocker. Oh, hello. Slack is officially fucked, and we now have an expletive on our podcast, and Monster is still totally clueless. Again. Just sit back and unwind because it's summer, summer, summertime, and it's also job adx time. Nope. Nah. Not for me. All these jobs look the same. Ugh. Next. This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs, just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract engage employ with job addx well hello 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 milwaukee from milwaukee <laughs> yes it is uh it is gorgeous out it is like in the low 70s and yeah. uh, we have like a, a rooftop uh kind of uh, bar thing that happens so after i leave here mm-hmm. after we're done with this i'm gonna go produce out on that wonderful area and uh, just enjoy my time here in Milwaukee. Very nice. How's the, how are the cheese curds is the question. Dude, yeah. Beer and cheese curds. <laughs> if you come to Milwaukee and you're not doing beer and cheese curds, I mean, I think that's just really a staple. Who yeah. <laughs> on you Everybody, if you don't cheese curd it up? If you don't cheese curd it, you might get sent to prison. <laughs> well, enjoy your time there. Are you staying the weekend? Uh, no, we're actually uh, kicking out late tomorrow but uh julie is like in heaven because her favorite beer of all time is lining kugels summer shandy we come in the airport and they have like a lining kugels store and i pointed out to her and she was like oh my god this is where i was meant to be now it would only officially be her heaven if the obamas were in the bar with her with with being served by pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> shout out 
shout outs. Okay, so first shout out, I've got to do this. It's to Career Builder uh, because I think they're I think they're fucking with us. I really do. So they they are doing a tech talk um, at an event that is called Your Brand as Told by Your Employees. And Yo, that John is so lame. It, 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 I don't know if this is like. Do they have any employees left to it, tell a story? I don't know, but it, <laughs> it, it, this sounds like a comedy session to me, right? <laughs> this just was the most ironic thing, um, and it was sent to us by a listener. Thank you very much. But Career yeah. Builder Tech Talk, your brand as told by your employees, and from their standpoint, it's like you suck. Yeah, and part of the joke is uh, we, we we found an article this week about how uh, MZ, yeah, uh, the, the company they they let go out of the uh, the spirals of hell, uh, <laughs> are now are now thriving outside of Career Builders' uh, slimy hands. So uh, good job, MZ. Yeah, good job. It's uh, it's ama- it's amazing what you can do when you get uh, get away from uh, the the hellscape, which is uh, yep. Career Builder and Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Well, one co- one one company in the shitter drives us to one company doing great things. Uh, our new sponsor, I think we need to to give them some love. That's here. exactly right. Happy Recruiter. Why HappyRecruiter.com? Because recruiters that are mad are not good for the company. You want a happy recruiter, right? Happy Recruiter. So uh, Dora is their chatbot, yes. all the rage. Uh, if you're shopping for chatbots, make sure that Happy Recruiter's Dora is in your shopping list at happyrecruiter.com. Too easy. Too easy. Too uh, easy. Big shout out to the Chad and Cheese movie. It's out right now. It went straight to Betamax. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. You Coming can... to a blockbuster near you. That's right. Straight to a blockbuster near you. Uh no, seriously, check it out. Uh, you can go to chadcheese.com. Uh, we have it on the homepage, or you can actually check it out on YouTube, whatever you want. But I love the subtle British like humor and the undertones and how slick yeah. they shot the movie because it's like it seems so serious, but then there are all these kind of like hints of like, these guys, they're, they're, this isn't serious, is it? And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> we don't take ourselves that serious. It's fucking hilarious clearly the best 13 minutes you'll spend in your day today. Exactly. And I think the ending really just pulls it all together. I mean, you will laugh, you will cry. Um, it, it's a roller coaster of emotions. You'll enjoy it. I don't want to spoil it, everybody, but love wins. In the end. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Stroud, uh, Jim Stroud tweeted about the uh, Chad and Cheese uh, movie. And this is obviously one of his reviews. I never yeah. thought I would ever hear the terms HR and orgasms in the same sentence with all that making sense in the end, only Chad and cheese could pull that off and still deliver the goods. Thank you, Jim Stroud. Full of uh, surprises that benefit civilization. That's what you get at the show. <laughs> That's what you get at the show. Yes. Big shout out to Jerry Crispin. Oh yeah. Uh, our, our buddy Ed from Philly replied or responded a while back that, that Jerry has really classed up the show. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more uh, in our five piece series with Jerry. That's right. The last one uh, came out earlier this week called Endgame. But I encourage you to listen to all the shows if you haven't heard any. Jerry, thanks for playing along, and uh, we'll we'll chat again real soon. No shit, man. It was great stuff. Also, big thanks to Faith and Steven Rothberg for sitting down with Julie and me when we were in Denver uh, during JobGate to talk about how college is going to break the U.S. economy if we don't get our shit straight soon. So that was that's that's a. 
uh, a topic that I think is center stage uh, for our economy today, not to mention our economy affects everybody else's economy throughout the world because we are in a global economy. And it was amazing how many people actually responded back. And, and that was obviously an important topic for them, too. So thanks to Faith and Stephen for that one. I love when we get a little bit out of our sort of comfort level and talk about these bigger issues. Yeah. That's always fun. It's good That's stuff. That's always fun. Yep. Uh, shout out to uh, sponsor Talru and Brazen. Oh, yeah. Uh, the two partner this week. Uh, two, two tastes are better than one, as anyone from the uh, 80s Reese's Peanut Butter Cup viewing will know. Uh, congratulations to them. Partner- their partnership. Uh, check that out at uh, talru.com. If you want to know more. Yeah. And my last shout out is to the job board doctor who we haven't talked about in a while, but he enjoyed the London pub episode with uh, Rob Prince from uh, Talent Nexus. And uh, he thinks we should bring Rob back on the show, which will probably happen. Are we going to see someone somewhere soon? From the Talent Nexus crew? Yeah, we're actually going to see Jem and uh, Thomas. And it was funny because they said, uh, I mean, they're coming from London. So they said that they're going to come to Austin, rent Harleys, and find a shooting range. <laughs> they want to have the Texas <laughs> and ride a Longhorn. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah right. ride a mechanical bull. That's right. Do that. Do that. Yeah, I like I like when we do the the live shows with the mics. We get a we we get some cool interaction, particularly when we have guests. So it's no surprise that the doctor enjoyed that show. Events. So where are we going in the next three months? That's all I have time for today, kids. Uh, we're going to Ten Guy, uh, Ada Digital, and TNG for a live show from Malmo, Sweden, in late August. I am fucking pumped for that show. <laughs> I'm already searching for a Viking museum. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Got quite a few. September there. 9th through the 11th, it's Recruiter Nation Live, brought to you by our friends at Job Fight. We also have a discount code for Recruiter Nation Live. It's Chad Cheese at RNL. Chad Cheese at RNL. So the code is going to give you $200 off the current registration. Don't don't forget to mention this will be our first uh, Amon Brar interview since he's been CEO at Jobvite. So I'm hoping to get some good content out oh, of him yeah. while we're there. Well, he's he's always he's always a good. He's interview. a great interview for always sure. a good interview for sure. Uh, September 24th and 25th, going to Austin for TA Tech North America. Death match. Death match. So we're really excited about how can you not be excited about fucking deathmatch? It is such a, a, a fun program. The uh, contestants that get on stage have a blast. It's really simple. It's a two minute pitch. We do Q&A at the end of it. Four judges get together and we determine who the grand champion is. Can't wait to do that. Yeah, bring it on, baby. Yep. And death match. October, the first part of October, we're going to HR Tech in Vegas where we will be doing two live shows. They already have scheduled. And HR Tech Go Figure also has a discount code, which is simply Chad Cheese, which will give you $300 off the going rate, all access premium path. Check it out. How funny that we were how funny that we were banned from HR Tech last year <laughs> and this year. This year we're knee deep in it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I think banned is a strong word, but yeah. Uh, it is a strong uh, word. Last but not least, we're going to be in Paris. Smashfly is sending us to Unleashed World in late October. So we're really excited about that. Smashfly's uh 
they're going to get their money's worth. I promise. Come on. October in Paris. Yes. Bring on the wine. Bring on the croissant. I love it. We need smash fly gear to be wearing all around Paris. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Get that thong ordered there, Jay-Z. Uh, time for topics. Big acquisition. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to start this off with a tweet from Steven Rothberg from a few weeks ago. and sure. Or actually last week. And he said, so apparently TMP is already notifying publishers that they're leaving AppCast in six to eight weeks. Wow, that's fast. And then Recruitix says, TMP, hold my beer. Acquires KRT Marketing. Um, and so I've got a personal story behind this. It's a podcast yeah. story. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I asked, did Recruitix make the wrong decision? Because all these programmatic players are getting gobbled up. Did, did Recruitix make the wrong decision by pivoting to an agency model instead of just saying staying a pure programmatic player mm. and josh pretty much said uh so Ash, you're a dumbass which i think is awesome it, you know for for these guys uh to be able to do uh what they're doing and grow and really change the the game itself tmp bought a, a small programmatic player I've never heard of, but I think that's awesome. In this case, we're talking about, especially here in the US, we're talking about two players that everybody's heard of. KRT is the nerdiest of the nerds. They have uh, branded themselves <laughs> as programmatic, you know, plus and, and really knowing what pro programmatic is when talent acquisition can't spell programmatic. And then Recruitix really deep into obviously programmatic distribution and analytics. I think this is probably one of the best marriages that I could have seen. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I think this is awesome. Yeah. And this is, I believe the fourth sort of deal like this in the yeah. last month. So yeah. programmatic and their marriages with others continues to be hot. What really, what really was stood out to me was that it, it usually is the agency that buys the tech and not the tech that buys the agency. So in the mid-2000s, you had agencies try to build it themselves. Yeah. And they kind of learned that that was sort of a bad thing to do. And then it was just like, let's partner, or let's just be agency consultants. And now the trend seems to be, let's buy people that know how to do the technology and bring them into the, into the family. Oh, God, but this yeah. is the first time I, I can think of where the technology buys the agency. Yeah, I mean, Recruitix really was an agency, but you're right. They were more heavy on the tech side than they were mm -hmm. the agency side, I feel. And this was, I think, beautiful move from their standpoint to say, no, we are an agency. It's a great acquisition from a talent standpoint. When you're bring, bringing a Ryan Christoy, Mona, a a Olivia, I mean, all those different just incredibly smart mm -hmm. agency people and a portfolio of business with you, dude, that is, that is fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see, you know, what shakers Bayards, you know, the other groups move will be. And if they make any move into this space, because the ante is being upped, if you will, and uh, oh, yeah. it's sort of their move. We'll see what happens. Well, it's not just the ante's been upped, but you know that all the programmatic players that are out there today, what they were getting perspectively offered two months ago has gone up dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, the, uh, there are a lot more buyers than there are sellers. Uh, now, we did report a while back that 
at least one insider thought AppCast took too little money. Um, right. I think $93 million was uh, kind of what they got, and this person thought they could have gotten a lot more. But that kind of set the market, right? Just when a, when a star athlete gets paid first, then all the others kind of come in uh, with a with an already made price tag. And that seems to have uh, kind of happened in this market. Once AppCast went, everyone kind of knew what their price tag was and deals are starting to get done. To round this out, I'm kind of biased because both of these organizations, Critics and KRT, whenever we kind of talk shit about them, they always respond back yeah. and they want to be a part of the conversation. And they really understand what we're trying to do here at the podcast, right? We're trying to push the conversation. We're trying to ask the hard questions and they've always engaged, always engaged, whether it's behind the scenes or it's, it's out in, in front of everybody, they've always engaged. And that's, that's what I love about these two organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Good people. And, uh, I joked with one of them. I I don't know if he'd want to be named, so I won't, but I said, (laughs) I said, uh, yeah. And just a little information. We've been trying to get probably both of them to sponsor something on the show for a long time. Oh yeah. And and they've always sort of dodged us, uh, you know, conveniently, but I said, no wonder you haven't been advertising. Uh, you've been saving all that money up for acquisitions. So uh, they got a (laughs) kick out of that one. All I have to say is, Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Yeah. Very nice. Well done, Recruitix and KRT. I uh, love it. Love it. So, so Slack um, is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's interesting because they've just really done a, a big change in infrastructure to be able to make their platform much faster. And you would think that we would be talking right now about how Slack is going to continue to do well in the market. Although that's, I don't think either one of us see it that way, do we? Yeah. I mean, I think we were, we were both cautious on Slack. Yeah. Obviously there, there's still a potential, uh, big story, but came out this week, Microsoft uh, surpassed 13 million daily active users on their Teams platform. Uh Um, And that's a two-year company, right? Like that's as old as the podcast. Uh, So in that time, they've already surpassed Slack in terms of users. Uh And I think there are a lot of similarities to the job board game versus the platform game. And these platforms just have so much power through through their numbers that they can just flip a switch and have millions of numbers overnight. So when you look at Slack with zero platform competing with, oh, I don't know, Google, Microsoft, uh-huh. Facebook, yep. to like have users on basically something that's a commodity, um, they're in an uphill battle and they, they better become a platform themselves if they're going to compete. But I think no, neither of us think that if they build a platform, that it's going to be competitive with what Microsoft and Google has already built. Yeah, I I know that they are doing some type of partnership with Google and and who knows where that's mm-hmm. going to go. But I mean, they're really trying to replace email. And I'm not saying that Google's not looking to do the same thing from an evolutionary standpoint. But my, from the article, my biggest focus was Microsoft is using all channels available to market teams aggressively, including through channel partnerships that sell other Microsoft. Microsoft products. We're talking about sales infrastructure that is amazing, right? So if you just inject teams into a sales infrastructure or into a suite of services that all already powers uh, of the mm-hmm. lion's share of the uh, the systems that are out there today, it's like, holy shit, dude. I mean, th- how do you, how do you compete against that? The only way you can compete really is to find an organization like a Microsoft, get acquired, have deep integrations, but they have to do something. 
which is why Amazon, as I've been predicting for two years, <laughs> will be buying Slack and plugging into, into the network. Uh, could be a, a possible acquisition for Salesforce as well. I mean, they're 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 sort of being predicted to come yeah. in in a big way. Yeah. Uh, buying Slack would definitely put them in the conversation. Yeah, and and as I've said before, I really hate their fucking chatter product. So maybe they can, maybe they can. <laughs> Yo, plug, that John is so yeah, lame. Maybe they can plug Slack in. Let's see. <laughs> well, speaking of a company whose technology does not yes. suck, let's get a quick word from Canvas, and we'll talk about T Pain or Pain View or something. <laughs> Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. T-Pain. I don't really have the, the voice or the machine to do that. So, yeah, we, we talked about the whole two-pain scenario when Indeed went to it and then Monster went to it. it, Monster, it yeah, yeah. And this whole two-pain. So really quick, it was very simple before when you would go to Indeed and you would click on a job, it would actually take you to where the job sat. And in many cases, that was on the employer's applicant tracking system. Um, so it took you away from Indeed, but it actually popped up a browser, which you could get rid of. But but still, um, it took you away from Indeed. And the browsing, you know, it kind of made it jumbly. So what they did was they instituted this two-pane scenario, which you'll find on, you know, some of the other shopping uh, sites that are out there. And you can click on it, and then the j- description opens up in Indeed. So it doesn't take you to the corporate site, right? It's just a, a better user experience for the job seeker. Now, Chris Foreman just did an article. AppCast. Yes, from AppCast. Um, just did an article on ERE around pain view. Did you, did you read it? Did you get a chance? Chris has more money now than us, by the way. <laughs> it's not saying much, but um, <laughs> did, did you get a chance to read it? I hope he's in Fiji listening to this. Yes, okay. I did. I did. And uh, ERE article, um, you know, I, I think I think everyone agrees that it's probably better for the job seeker. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're not jumping to different pages, uh-huh. different sites. Um, obviously, that is more convenient yes. for them. I think where the argument comes in is, is it better for the, the job site slash employer whose jobs are being pained? I guess is that a verb? <laughs> in this process. I mean, imagine if, if Google did this, right? Imagine if Google... If you clicked on a, a, a result and it opened up a second window within Google of the site that you were searching, from a user, you could argue that's nicer. But websites would freak the fuck out um, because they rely on traffic and retargeting and selling ad space yeah. and doing all that stuff. So the, the verdict is definitely out on whether or not it's better for the advertiser. 
from a user perspective, but I'd say also from a cost perspective. Oh, yeah. It's- um, and Foreman talked about how the, the amount of money that you're paying per click now is is going up quite a bit, almost doubling, I think, in his article. Yes. And the cost per applicants that are clicking on those jobs is going up because fewer are applying because they're, it's more or less window shopping than it is actually test driving right. when you do this. So uh, the job site is making more money and the employer is paying more money, but the results they're getting are going down. Yes. So you could argue that it's bad for the employer slash job site. Yeah. So the old click model where you actually went to the, the employer's website was about 6.5% of the clicks went through were actually for paid advertisers went through and completed the application. Now it's only three and a half percent. So it's been cut dramatically. It's dry, uh, driving higher costs per application prices. Uh, the effective cost per applicant from pain view publishers has doubled year over year due to the overall conversion rates. So here's the thing. And, and, and this is, this is the really important piece is that if you are an employer, okay. And you are paying for these amazing experiences on your website and, and you are paying to get that job seeker to your website, to be able to have that experience, that, that, that great experience, it's going to happen less as much, half as much, right? And you're going to be playing yep. double for that. Uh, so, you know, is this great for an employer in that experience? And the big question is, um, should they just start pulling their money from these sites that are too pain? You know, I, I, in a perfect world, this would drive a cost per applicant model. So it wouldn't really matter if they're coming to the site or doing yeah. it on Indeed yeah. or Monster. You're only paying if someone applies as opposed to per click. But I've heard no uproar from employers at this point saying, if you're going to do two pain uh, or pain view, then you need to have a pay or cost per action or applicant model. But I think if the, if the pain thing continues, there needs to be some grassroots effort to get this thing from a cost per click model to a cost per applicant model. Yeah. Well, and I think agencies overall, they ha- they are in the best position to do that because they're the ones controlling a lot of the programmatic spend, right? And, and a lot yeah. of, I mean, so they can have these discussions and, and I understand that there's like a, an agency group now that they're having these types of discussions. And if there was a group that could move the dial, it would be that group. It is a great point to talk about programmatic because if, if, if the algorithm is deciding where the clicks are being paid right. and where they're most efficient, then the pain model puts the job site at a disadvantage because you're paying more for clicks, too many clicks that aren't resulting in applicants. So if you're using the pain view with programmatic advertising, you may be shooting yourself in the foot because the dollars are going to go elsewhere because the cost per click is too high. And that's what you get for two pain in it. Again, again, I mean, it's the thing is that you definitely want to have a great job seeker experience. But if you're an employer, isn't that your job to ensure that when the job seeker comes to you, they have a great experience? That's the 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 hard piece, right? Because most companies, most hiring companies, they have a shitty experience. And if you yeah. are an Indeed or if you are a monster, it's like, look, you guys have shitty experiences. You always have we want them to have a great experience, at least when they're with us. Um, but the problem is for Monster and Indeed, who's fucking paying them? Do you have any predictions for the fight? 
pain, pain. pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think companies are savvy enough to even start having this conversation. That's why I said that uh, agencies need to start having this conversation. I understand that it is more money for them. There's no question, right? But uh, they, they're there to do what's best for the client. And uh, overall, I don't think doubling the price uh, with uh, less, you know, applications, especially in a, in, in, a, in a world where they're really focused on the user experience on the corporate courier site. Um, you know, I think we, we leave it up to them and we start, to, we start to have conversations with them to see where they take it. Well, you know who is getting to a point where they don't have to worry about job ads because the robots are taking over. Let's talk about Amazon drones and the first ever <laughs> totally automated warehouse in Japan. Dude, so the FAA actually approved Amazon drone deliveries. Now, we knew this was coming. We, we, we knew we knew this was coming, but I just couldn't believe it happened. Yeah, we couldn't believe that it happened so fast. I mean, my God, dude. Yeah, the government is usually pretty slow to adopt this sort of stuff. And the fact that the FAA uh, approved it is, is pretty crazy. Um, I keep seeing uh, you've you've seen the, the, the video with the blimp, the Amazon blimp with the drones yes. flying out of it. Yep. Like it's something yep. from Aliens meets Terminator. Um, yeah, we're getting to that future closer than we think. And it all starts with the FAA approving these drones. They're coming people. Yeah, it, it, it certainly does. And I mean, if you think about it, that, that blimp in itself could be a warehouse, right? Yeah. And it has all the, all the packages that you need to deliver yeah. and there you go. Yeah. Right. And drones are just going back and forth and, and getting the, getting the actual packages to deliver. So this is, again, this is incredibly interesting. It's funny because all the news reports, they were all focusing on, well, you know, these drones, um, you know, what's going to happen in high traffic areas mm -hmm. and those types of things. And I think the FAA will pretty much put, you know, stymie those areas like New York City or something. <laughs> but um, what I'm thinking, what you and I've talked about is I don't think it's a robot problem. I think it's going to be a human problem and people are going to be taking pot shots of these things. And uh, I mean, that's that's where we're going to see the news go. What do you think? Oh, I'm buying stock in BB gun companies right now <laughs> because... Every kid under 18 is going to be trying to shoot these things out of the sky until they get cameras and face recognition. And uh, if you're found, they'll cut off your Amazon uh, Prime subscription uh, <laughs> to protect themselves. But fortunately for Amazon as well, uh, those pesky employees who are peeing in trash cans and uh, boycotting their, uh, their, their Prime days, mm -hmm. uh, it looks like they're going to be a thing of the past too because in the same week, we have the first fully automated, robotized, robotized warehouse in Japan. Uh, yeah. JD.com, which is sort of the the one of the Amazons of Asia. Uh -huh. Mujin, I'm probably mispronouncing that. A uh, startup spun out of Tokyo University has developed robot controllers that can fully automate warehouses and fulfillment centers. So bye-bye people. The robots are going to work the warehouse. They're going to load up the drones and all the middlemen in that story are going to be displaced. Yeah, we've talked about this. I mean, we've yeah. seen uh, the uh, robots moving products throughout warehouses and, and those types of things. So, I mean, this is this is something that we knew was going to come to fruition. Now we mm -hmm. see it happening first in Japan, uh, but it's it's coming, people. I mean, we have drones that are going to be delivering. We have, you know, uh, individuals in warehouses that uh, aren't really having a great experience doing the job that they're doing right now. 
um, and more than likely are going to be phased out of it. Who knew that two drunk degenerates with a microphone would be such good at predicting the future? It just seems so goddamn simple. And speaking of predicting great candidates, let's hear a word from Sovereign and we'll talk about Monster, who we haven't talked about in a while. So I'm kind of excited. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Excuse my uh, cat in the background. She uh, she was forgot to be fed today, so she's not real happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a monster, if you will. And she's speaking a monster. of monsters, yeah. uh, monster.com, Scott Gutt, CEO, is in the news this week. Yeah. So this article, I'm going to take a different spin on it. He's, they're, they're talking about millennials, right? So what was the big focus on millennials around this specific article? Well, I would say millennials love AI and big data which is and machine learning, which is what uh, lip service uh, Mr. Gutz gave to the article. Yeah. Uh, although we've seen a little out of that from Monster itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my standpoint, I mean, what stuck out for me was, uh, you know, in the talent acquisition space, I'm going to quote, there's there's not been a lot of disruption and dramatic change over a 25 year period. Uh, employers still place job ads online. And candidates answer them with little change to the process. Monster's downturn uh, instead reflects its own failure to innovate while competitors started to capture market share from a natural evolution perspective. So first and foremost, Scott, I mean, you should be in politics because this is the biggest bullshit answer I've ever heard, or at least a a while. I mean, it is HR and TA slow to adopt, which is one of the reasons why we don't progress as fast as marketing and sales. Yes. Hell yes. Was indeed mm-hmm. a disruptor. Fuck yes, they were. Why? Because Monster Curbuilder lacked strategic understanding of the industry and mainly they felt invincible. That's how Indeed's innovation kicked Monster and Curbuilder's ass. Hubris. It might have been a deviation of something that was already happening online, but it was, but it was, it was different enough to be able to, to disrupt. And in, in an era that we are right now, where most of the disruption shit, we're talking about acquisitions all over the place is happening in front of their face. I just don't understand why they're saying there hasn't been that much disruption. How do you think monster fell off the mountain, man? You got kicked off because of disruption. Yeah. Someone made a better mousetrap. Now there, are, there's definitely point to be made that you know there will always be help wanted ads in the windows. There will always be ads in the paper, ads online, and that's yeah. going to happen. Um, the problem is that the world is changing. Uh, people's you know appetites are changing. How we consume media is changing, and if you don't keep up with all of that shit, you're going to be in trouble. And I think more and more, yes. if you're not part of a, a monolithic platform or uh-huh. lifestyle you're really going to be put behind the eight ball. My problem, you know, my problem with, with the article and and I'll I'll read you my favorite quote since we're doing that. So my favorite quote from the story from Mr. Guts was quote, we are constantly evolving our monster technology stack so that we can build out machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms. 
Well, we hope to be the innovator behind those important changes. I mean, we've been covering Mr. Guts since he got at Monster. Uh-huh. The only innovation that I can think of is they took off the banner ads from the site and they did some video, which they partnered with uh, Video My Job. And that's all for the innovation that I've seen. Oh, they went to pain. Wait a minute. Something? They went to pain. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> pain view. <laughs> Video, they still want to be the Instagram of jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they took banners off the site. So so for him to like be talking AI and innovation and machine learning mm-hmm. is a fucking joke because life isn't what you, what you talk, it's what you walk, yeah. right? Monster needs to start walking the walk because nobody's listening to the talk anymore. No. Well, and, and he says they want to bring solutions to candidates and employers where they already are. And it's like, dude, you're fighting the wrong fucking fight, dude. Google, Facebook, Microsoft is where the candidates and employers are. You've got to fight that fight. This is a lifestyle platform game now. If you don't know that and you don't understand that, dude, you're going to lose. That's all there is to it. If you don't start to walk the walk instead of talking all this fucking talk, dude, it's over. At least I don't see those shitty commercials anymore. I think they (laughs) took them off the air. (laughs) So we've started with Career Builder and we're ending with Monster. Sounds about right. Yep. We're closing the loop. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? Podcast. The Chad, the cheese, brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar, blue, nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho. Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.